Welcome to Permission to Fail, the podcast. My name is Bella Kaja, and together with my co-host Diana Rahman, we are here to explore the stories about failures and how we can turn them into meaningful success. Each week, we discuss topics that matter to women, and together with our experts in these subject matters, we hope you find strength amidst all the challenges. This episode is brought to you by Code of Radiance. Follow us on Instagram, Code of Radiance, to get updates on my take on relationships. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Permission to Fail right with us here in our podcast. I am so excited, Dee. We're so excited to actually um, have our amazing guest. Tell us a bit more about who we have on our show. So we have on our show... Um, this is this yeah. permission to fail is for women, right? But guess what? Yeah, Our first guest there you go. <laughs> Dr. Sofian, or I always call you Abang Sofian. Dr. Sofian, um, I think I've known you for quite a number of years and you are also, I think, pretty much known amongst, well, various groups. I think we will know, at some point, we will know what kind of groups you are well known in. However, at this point of time, right, one of the reasons why I will, I'm really honored to have you that, or rather at least Patapes allows you to be here representing Patapes as well as because you are one of the principal trainers or the principal trainer at Patapes Counseling and Care Unit. And you are also the divisional manager of Patapes Welfare Virtual claps, virtual claps, excellent. Right? Yeah. So yeah. the last yeah. time I was... Um, thank you, thank you. The first time I knew you, you were in Patapes, no, the first time you, I knew you, you were just transitioning from somewhere else to Patapes. Mm-hmm. What was that initially? Uh, I was um, the head of the home for um, another social service agency who runs uh, various uh, residential programs, uh, but in specific, the children's home over there. And when I moved to uh, Patapes, I was also heading the Patapes children's home. Uh, that was about in 2015, uh, but gradually I think we 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 expanded a bit, and and and, and I guess um, um, uh, I want to contribute more. So from there, uh, they, they put me, uh, they take me out from the position of the head of the Tapis Children's Home, but but supporting the other heads and deputies and leadership of the other four homes in Tapis. So it's across children's. Uh, Young girls, uh, our adult substance user, and also oh. our adult enemy at the home for the agent. And so then, you- yeah, and then and then they they expand a new unit in two zero nineteen Kapatapis Counseling and Care Unit. Uh, is is more to helping the public in terms of a mediation, uh, counseling, and guidance, but also is a is a training and consultancy. In house, so we also train new staff. We give program, we give mentorship to our new budding social workers. So, mm. this newest unit, right, that was formed in twenty nineteen, it is mm-hmm. for the public. It is to counsel the public. Would you be yeah. able to elaborate uh, what kind of um, issues that they have to have? Across, that- across anything that um, they need guidance, they need a direction. So we can as simple as. Um, individual counselling. We have uh, children, teenagers, and we have adults who come in for issues, for challenges. 
we we also saw couples and quite a few of them uh, are in the in the bricks of, of um, separation. Uh, uh, usually, they have not gone to Sharia court or they have not registered. So, the good part, they ask for help. Uh, but in particular, um, I also saw a lot of teenagers coming in because of resolution conflict with the family. Uh, teenagers do not understand what parents want, and parents thought that teenagers have their own weird ideas. But one thing I saw a bit also, mm. I would love to call the term same gender preference. Oh, uh, so uh, so so this is uh, but to the stage of. Parents get very freaked out because they they saw their girls, mm. Uh, mm. their girl holding hand with another girl. So here mm. we want to correct that uh, we don't turn yeah. it straight away yeah. into what people like to say the word lesbian, for example. No, we don't turn that. It's just it's just that sometimes they seek friendship. So we we, uh-uh. we 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 talk to the girls, we talk to the family. We also do family counseling. So it actually varies for individual couple, uh, specific challenges. Uh, we have mental health issues coming in uh, more more and more now. Yeah, and Patape is also. Uh, uh, I'm also um, helping along during COVID in the national care hotline as a crisis responder over the phone, so people can call us twenty four seven to talk about their feeling, yeah. their emotion, their frustration, their worried about COVID nineteen. So that was yeah. more of two thousand twenty that that time. So we 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 are quite there to support yeah. the the the, the, yeah. of the public. So that is a counselling perspective for the public. But the training and consultancy is supporting our own staff here. We, we, we conduct coaching, we conduct training, we conduct, uh, we, we enhance counseling skills. Mm. Uh, because I, I, I saw that it's important that we we, we respond to gaps yeah. in terms of service gap, and service gap means competency. Yeah. You don't want to lead someone, yeah. but you do not know what to do. That's called malpractice. So we want yeah. to make sure our staff, mm. people come to Batapest too because they got hard. Yep. Heart and passion is very important, but you need competency to complete the whole thing. Yeah. So you that's what you do in Petapes, which is uh, really good because like what you mentioned also, passion and heart, uh, th- those are great places to start with, but the competency is really, really important because, yeah, malpractice and you will also mislead people. You're not, you may not be helping yeah. people who do not have the proper... Exactly guidelines or guidance yourself so having said that what um you know i never knew that petapis does so much which is also good i mean anybody who has any issues can go to petapis right the, the counseling unit yes. all right later on i think towards the end of the show we will have more info as to uh, what numbers to call and also where they can get more contact details with regards mm-hmm. to this you okay coming to the topic that we're going to talk about today it is a topic that i have i'm i'm really um i'm really passionate about definitely but it is something that i always want to know more but i don't have a kid so i am not able to give advice on that so i know you are the perfect person to to advise on this now i have seen many women in abusive marriages and they have kids Yet, and when I say abusive, it can be physical, emotional, sexual, all those that are just not pleasant and something that you're not you're not supposed to put up with. Now, we're talking about across the board here. That means it's regardless of race and religion. Many of them choose to stay in the marriage. Now, mm-hmm. I also know some of these beatings. Why? Because uh, what, some of these beatings, right? let's talk about physical abuse. They actually happen in front of the kids. How I know is because I have seen videos where there's a camera somewhere and I see the man beating 
hitting the woman. I think that actually, if you just Google on YouTube, you get many of these videos. Mm -mm, and I mm -mm. personally know of people who have been beaten up by their husbands in front of their kids. Why? Because they confide in me. And I feel stuck as in I am not able to... My first reaction or my first advice would be, leave. Why are, you, why are you putting up with this? But there's more than just the eye. There's, there's a deeper, much deeper reason why they stay. Having said that, I also would like to know, we're going to talk about what are the consequences or the effects that it has. You staying women, ladies, you staying in a marriage with your kid, witnessing you getting abused by your husband. Mm. Yep. So let's talk about, um, now let's say, we're going to talk about two parts. First, the, talk, uh, the, the religion, we're going to talk about the Islamic religion. This is not a Islamic-centric podcast, but there's one part of Islam that we need to talk about, which is unique, a unique thing in Islam. And the other one, across the board, why do you think women stay in abusive marriages? Uh, salam, uh, ladies, uh, Bella and also Dee, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. And when I heard that, wow, I'm the first guest. So how ironic and how honored I feel. So, so thank you very much. Um, um, this is a topic that's very close to me. Mm. You talk about uh, victims and perpetrators. Uh, when you talk about victims, it could be children, it could be young person, it could mm. be women itself. Or there are men also who become victims, you know, across the board. Mm. But I like to call them survival. They are survival. They survive that. Um, having said, said that, um, uh, it has been a, a very painful factor across the board, across economy, across ethnic groups. Um, there will be people or, 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 or individual wives, for example, women who have been abused by state, you know. Uh, there's a lot of factors that are making it. Um, I, I won't say in Singapore they do not know how to seek help. They would know how to seek help. Triple nine, they can call uh, but but the, you 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 must know that one of the things that is that is sad is because that they they are compound in the marriage and in the first place when uh, this is something mm. that I'm going to talk a bit out of the normal thinking can you imagine that uh, the courtship and the marriage is not a blessed one for their parents but they stick together because they promise that they're going to be for life then something predicament happened, abuse happened. It's face value. It's face value to as you ask for help and tell your mom, I got problem, you know? This one. Um, uh, we know that it couldn't be, it, it, it may not be financial. It may not be financial, you know? Uh, they, they do, but the codependency part of face value, codependency for emotional support, um, yeah. and probably is they have the real love. So for us, for watching from outside, I, I in the beginning wouldn't understand why, 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 why logically you get hurt, you get out, right? You left your house, your house on fire, you get out. You don't stay with all the things that you have. You, know, you get out first. Your life comes first. But something's easier to say than done, yeah. right? But so, so and, and usually this group has no support from others. When you're talking about support, right? You mean support from? Does it? Are you referring to support from the close ones, the family members, the family right. members? As I mentioned just now, um, uh, it's not a very unique case actually. You you can see across the board cases that I, that I, I look into, and 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 these cases maybe the children and the young person comes to us, referred to us for care and protection, uh, and that is at the 
extreme end when there are injuries, when 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 there are others who saw it. But maybe the the abuse has started maybe one and a half years ago. The children have stayed in that abusive environment, and when they come to us after a one year later, they come with PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. And 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 when you have when you have stress disorder, it's either two respond. You become isolated. You become very wild. You can be wild. You 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 can be extra hyper. You can be very defensive. Yeah. So so these are the two things. But definitely they are traumatized. They carry this this trauma with them. Uh, so if, if if I just want to give a bit of enlightenment, what is trauma? We all know what is trauma. Uh, you yeah. know. But but okay. Maybe I give you an example. Um, someone survived a car accident. Right. Um, you survived a car accident. You. You recuperated at home. You got okay. The the moment you hear creaking, breaking yeah. sound of a vehicle, what goes through your mind? You hear bang. What goes through your mind? And 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 these are called flashback. If I want to make it more real, you walk yeah. under the block. Yeah. Somebody jump down. The bodies in front of you lying down, right? Yeah. And and the human mind is so unique. We can't switch off. Yeah. So Bella, if if I tell you now, Bella, you listen to me. I want you to don't imagine how the tiger looks like. Impossible. Don't imagine the color. Don't visualize the stripes. Yeah, it's impossible. Take it out from your brain. We we can't. So that is the flashback that will mm. come from time to time if mm. treatment mm. are not given and they live for life. Oh my God, for life! If treatments are not given, they don't do anything about it, right? They don't seek help. Yeah, they 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 thought time can heal. Mm. Actually, in psychotherapy, there's no such thing as time can heal. Yeah. You forgive someone, you move forward. Yep. But but healing, you need to make efforts for healing. It's a conscious thing that you have to do, right? It's not something that you just leave. Yeah. Uh, leave no it to thing. to fate or time yeah. will heal all wounds. No such thing. Yeah, it's no such thing. Yeah. So th- when they say time will heal all wounds, it's a very very incomplete <laughs> statement to make. There, there are it's many- the lyric of the song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not reality. It's the lyric of the song. Yeah. It sounds good, but in reality, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. At least I- to what I observe on this one. Yeah. So these are the kids who have, when you say, you know, they either isolate themselves or they are go the other way, which is go wild. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have gone through PTSD. They are going through PTSD because of the trauma that they have suffered. Now, yeah. these are referring to kids who have witnessed abuse at home? They may be victim by itself. It could be witness. It, since you talk mm. about a big witness, there's a study made in the States who say that um, um, cycle of violence, uh, if the child witnessed a violence, uh, six times they will actually commit the violence again when they grow up. Uh, 50% will become drug addicts and 74% likely to uh, involved in other crimes. And this is a study shown by the states when the um, child, uh, not yet a victim, just witness and live in that, yeah. in that um, exposed to violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just exposed. Yeah. You, ha- you may have that hazard. Witness only. They, because there are yeah, some dads, there are some dads who, um, they, he only abused the wife, but the kids, he's, he's well, he doesn't, which is, Okay, good as well. But okay, you were saying, can, can you repeat the research again? Six times just witnessing it. They, they say um, uh, six times more likely to commit suicide. 
Yeah, six times likely a child who has been exposed to um, cycle of violence uh, in a face may commit suicide. Fifty percent may likely to abuse drugs or alcohol, and seventy-four percent would likely commit a violent crime. This is a scary. Seventy-four um, percent most may may most likely to commit mm. um, a violent crime to what they have witnessed. When you say violent crime, are you talking about fights, like getting involved in gang fights? Singapore categorized violent crime is um, outrage or modesty, right. uh, uh, sexuality insult. That's violent crime. Mm. Grievance, grievous fights. You be really uh, unmercy situation where you actually uh, very very um, grievous kind of act like gang fire and you beat and so this is all violent crime and in fact if you look at the police the department CID specialized violent crime unit will take over all these cases so it's not an ordinary crime so this is what we call well, yeah violent crime these are, oh these come under violent crimes okay mm-hmm. there's uh, that is something that I need to find out more about about mm-hmm. the the classification of the violent crimes in Singapore, yeah. but again, seventy-four percent is very is a very very high number, and also Indeed. it includes being violent to their partners. Mm-hmm. As well. It could be, it could be, because that is the coping skill. I give you a simple example. Um, we we have children that come to us um, of ages. Uh, interestingly, that breaks my heart are those who are within the age of three and a half, four to. Just six years old. We call it a preschoolers age group, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? I think you have seen uh, that yeah. group uh, when you were doing your volunteer. They they are very chubby. They are they are running around here and there. So there's one time I saw these two preschoolers, one boy, one girl. They were playing. They bring toys together, and suddenly um, he couldn't get. I think he was five. The girl uh, who he played with was maybe six. K K two. He couldn't get what he wanted. He stood up. He gave one slap. To the girl, we were shocked, but we were calm and we went there. Of course, my my my, my colleague take the girl away, and I actually wow. uh, sit down with a boy and and I process with him. You know, instead of just yelling and shouting, him, I process him. Uh, I can see that you're very upset just now, uh, but I, I want to understand why. In this wow. in this simple language, you can understand why do you do that. He said that when 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 my dad wants something my mom don't give my dad ask again don't give and when my my yeah. dad uh, hit my mom wow. he will get can you see yeah a uh, layman term monkey yeah. see monkey do but actually it is the role modeling so what yeah. what we are afraid is when you are yeah. exposed to good or bad children role modeling yes that monkey see monkey do yeah right right this this is something that happens all the time like what you said as well whether good or bad the kid will mirror what you do or say so the girl got slapped what was her response to that or how did she <laughs> what do you think a girl get slapped will do she cry and she oh. yell <laughs> Uh, it is 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 kind of trauma for for her. So, but of course, she's been she been she been treated and that kind of thing. But right. but my worry is the boy is only five years old, and he already so strongly right. role model such violent behavior. He he may not understand it's violent, but he saw that this is what works at home, and he remember he recalls right yeah. again flashback. Yep. He could be traumatized back then. But this is something he he saw, mm. and and again, as a human brain, it, it works. So the impulse moment is to yeah. cry 
and it works because he got the thing without having empathy yeah. compassion by using violence yeah so he said negative yeah, yeah, he was using the stick method if i don't get it negative then yeah i'm just going right? to use a stick yeah i i have a question though yeah. like do you feel like yeah. you know the, your years of working in the, in an environment where uh where we are we are told in the community to be altruistic to be giving to be empathetic these are all concepts right and values that we hope the community um embodies when it comes to your line of work do you feel that like compassion is more um is more natural for a female than a male i mean it's a gendered question actually i i guess i i guess across the board it does shows dominantly uh, mothers are always there for the child mothers are always there for the family it is something that i think if you were to do research and look at it even i said just now there are men who are victims but maybe Uh, yeah. the percentage you can count by your fingers so so but dominantly m- mother have that 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 that, that love the care the perseverance you know they may not be strong physically but deep inside they they will protect their child they they they, they actually will have that unfortunately uh, it could be taken for granted mm. and that compassion become compassion fatigue why do you have compassion fatigue because they receive so much that they actually switch off and they just accept the fit which is why why the two of you are very concerned just now they, they accept the fit so so uh, bella was asking that uh, uh, women actually exercise demonstrated more compassion compared to men i definitely say yes right mm-hmm. uh, we, we we grow with uh, our parents my generation is if i want to stop talk i stop talk to my mom uh-huh. <laughs> no my dad yeah. my dad will be black or white stuff like that you know but but he loves us so much But that's how he yeah. gave us tough yeah. love. His TLC is tough love. <laughs> but but right. mom, but yeah. mom, you can talk anything under the sun. So so right. so yes yes so 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 mother uh, more compassion. They 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 are there for us. But but if they continue to absorb those negativity, the violence, and etc., their compassion become compassion fatigue. So if you talk about compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a nurses, okay, compassion fatigue for nurses is like secondary trauma. They see patient, they see patient passing on, they see their families in distress. But because they see all the time, they also get that tiredness. And for social service practitioner, this is one thing that I always mm. talk to my practitioner, my, my fellow colleagues. Uh, what is compassion fatigue yeah. when it hurt? That's deep. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, right? Yeah. I, you know what? Right? Yeah, I was. Just, I think like more. Like this has been 20 years in service or more. Let's talk about that. How how do you find the energy to press on? And if compassion is not natural for a male, where do you draw your energy and inspiration from? <laughs> Probably is compassion without me realizing it. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I I I thought um, uh. In fact, um, next year, inshallah, is my 30th anniversary in this industry. Yeah. Wow! In, in, in the social service industry, so Alhamdulillah, uh, as long as Allah give me the health, um, something that I will, I still want to carry on and help me. And then this time round, it's more like like mentoring, lah, nurturing and stuff like that. But I thought, um, uh, and I never thought that this is something will be not only a career but something that I will live on. So maybe 
slightly more than my half, slightly more half of my life I, I have been into it, and, and I thought it was a bless. It was an amazing journey. Um, when you work uh, with children, uh, you know they have a lot of hope, and it starts just like never enough. So my 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 starting in social service uh, is working with children, very young children. Um, and it's slightly more to, to, to adolescent. And you see there's so much hope. And and, and and it's just don't stop down there because they bring a lot of hope and, 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 and they move on. It's never finished. So I, I thought that's why I stayed on. Um, but I think what made me stay on for slightly further longer is also when you uh, start to, to to get the academic logic behind those those uh, manifestation of is it behavior or emotional, you tend to understand the logic behind it, why someone lies, why someone becomes so defensive, and, and, and why some some become so low esteem, stuff like that, and you want to study, and then I, I thought that mixed together, uh, that one need to continue, and 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 like people like UD who, who come forward and support us, you know, you actually in the football team, mm-hmm. all the volunteers are the 12 men standing 11 players plus you. So you guys are the one who actually bring it to it. And last but not least is this profession is never glamorous in the sense that it eats up your time. Um, one of the hazards you can see is I got no hair. <laughs> I used to have hair. <laughs> so don't be worried out there if you want to you know, go on to this profession. But, you know, it's priceless when you... Oh. I'm invited at your wedding. Yeah, I just sit okay. down there and see them on the on the plumbing, you no, know, the, the stage, and I say, "Hey, this yeah. is." I, I'm not talking about those who come back as graduates, you know. Yeah, I'm just talking about they lead a simple life, decent life. Yeah, uh, that is priceless. So I thought that is maybe on. Yeah, and then when I work with substance user, when they get out from the system, they're out there, and. Uh, I bump there at Orchard Road. I say, hey, bro. They call me bro. I say, okay. So if people call me bro, I mean, these are the the, the residents that I worked before in a halfway house. Aww. And they can say, this is my wife. Remember, Aww. I told you I'm going to see you one day with my wife and my kids. B, shed tears at Orchard Road. And yeah. looking at that, I say, subhanallah. Yes. You know, stuff. So these are the things that I thought that, that push us, not me alone, but those are in this industry. Um it, it, it's heartbreaking at times. It takes our time, but it's 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 worthless. It's priceless. Mm. I know. What you mean, I so know what you mean. Yeah, mm. that that satisfaction, right? We don't do it for the glamour or for the money. We do it for that 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 satisfaction. That okay, I, I I'm so glad you 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 got it. You got it right. Mm. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. So. Um, I um, I assume that you're going to be doing this for many more years to come. Sure, <laughs> help. Uh, I'm not that very young now, <laughs> but uh, um, but the best part, uh, I, you can you can you can term me as a job, you can term me as a self motivation. You are a motivation speaker. This industry for those who are going to join this industry, of course, those who have been helped with this industry, you'll be grateful. But those who are joining the industry or early, this one industry that cannot go bankrupt. Yeah. In good days, in bad times, people need us. You, <laughs> so don't worry more. about this. This is industry that is is 
since this is a podcast and, and usually in podcast people like be frank and people like being being frank to it as a professional like engineer lawyers doctors teachers social service are the lowest paid in the market but the satisfaction you mentioned just now the nobody can beat us yeah so so i, I thought that yeah. is something that yeah. um uh why people stay mm. yeah. yeah that is true realize that it's never about the money Mm. We we don't we don't do it for the money, yeah. So those who are money crazy, you you love money. That this may not be the profession for you. But then again, there's always a balance. You never know. There yeah. are people who do this and also make yeah. lots of money on the side. If you make money, yeah. you don't be in this profession. <laughs> yeah. Be a yeah. well wishers and donor. That's great. So now going back to the the women who stay in the marriage, yeah. Just now, because I told you there are going to be two parts that I would like you to to discuss about. One is the across the board, uh, regardless of race and religion, they stay. What you said was um, they survive this because of don't want to lose face. Mm. One thing they want to lose face, and so, but literally, but don't they realize they literally lose their face? Kena punch, kena slap. One day the face so koya, right? Then um, the other one is parental objection. Yeah, this one I have. I have uh, people who come to me and say my parents do not support this, and they the parents are ashamed uh, because they they are going through <laughs> that. I I have okay. I have not been. I've not been through this. I must admit that I do not understand why a parent would um, a parent would prioritize their face over the safety of their daughter. Would you have any insights on this? I cannot um, say it representing all parents. Yeah, I I, I know that that um, yeah. no matter what, parents love their children. Yeah, but probably these are some uh, proportion of our, our, our society that yeah. that um, the parents have really gave up. In a sense that you nak sangat, you really want, you go for it. Don't come back to me. You probably say this is so drama, lah, Sophia. We saw it in the drama. Yeah, yeah. drama takes from reality actually. It, it's, it's true, yeah, yeah. And 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 okay, I give you a simple example. Government is doing their level best if they they need to remove the child from the family because their safety is compromised. Not because they eat with black soya sauce and, and rice every day. No, it's the safety is compromised. That's the reason why they be removed. And in Singapore, there is order. There is such order that protect. Right, uh, but they try when they remove the best is to put into kingship care. So find the relative, find the 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 the, the, the child is familiar with because it can be traumatized for the child. Witnessing violence, remove and put to a home as a new place for them, like like in, in Petapia Children's Home, is another set of attachment issue, another set of traumatization. So the best is stay in a family. They call it. In, in, in states, they call it wrap-in care. Wrap-in care means the, the service come to the home. The social worker, the, the, the psychology, the help come to the home and try to preserve. Because the best, the child stay at home. But certain couldn't because the perpetrator is so strong over there. So it has to be removed. Okay. So when you remove, the next one is to send to a relative house. Grandparents' house. That's the best. When that doesn't happen, then they go to fostering. Fostering also... There is very high demand, but not much foster parents. And at the age of four and five, you go to children's home who are communal living. They said, "Why they come to us, D? Because there's no family to support. 
to take care. So, so that shows again that uh, they, 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 even the ministry first will, will try to, to put them to the family, but they can't. So they come to us. And, this, and, and, and let me tell you, I, even I can say that the best growth is your own family, not in a children's home. Because why? In a children's home is an artificial environment. I mean, Bella, you 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 are also exposed to to the children's home in terms of helping them, seeing yeah. them. They love, they are happy, yeah. they, they get what they want. Who get cupcake every month? But you know, in long term, they live in artificial environment. And I've seen boys yeah. become men, leave the children's home where we met outside. They say, Abang, I don't jealous, ah. they still call me Abang. Yeah. Uh, actually, it took me three years to adjust outside. Because what? no matter what yeah. time I go back home, there's food for me in the children's home. Out there, when I went back from yeah. my poly afternoon, there may not be food. I, I got to adjust. So again, see, they're so comfortable. And number two is too long in the children's home, you get yeah. institutionalized in your mindset. Mm-hmm. Not too good also. They get institutionalized. Yep, you're right. Then there will be that, that will affect their self-esteem when they have that, that mindset. And that's another kind of... um therapy and counseling that they have to go through probably would you have you ever counseled kids who uh, I, I personally wrote my PhD um, on attachment theory the implication of children who continue to stay in care mm. in care I mean in the facility and in residential uh, fortunately alhamdulillah also I traveled quite a bit uh, around that moment, I went to Dhaka, I was in Thailand, Philippines, Malaysia. So I do, wherever I go, even in New York, when I present papers there, what I do is I try to visit a children's home facility and just talk. The, the, my own alumni, boys and girls who have left, and it, it shows that when you stay too long, just now I say you institutionalize the mental the side, uh, there is implication. And, and, and this implication is... is, is they, 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 it's not that they're not successful but uh, in terms of maturity in terms of cognitive they are there but in terms of that internalizing it's a bit difficult it takes time unless they achieve something of that own personal trauma inside them they, 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 they get over it so some of them actually come back to become big brother big sister mm. of the home for a while it's actually a closure so that is what we call therapeutic closure. Not at the last day, the staff say, okay, Ahmad is leaving. Let's say bye-bye to Ahmad. And uh, somebody come and do on to Ahmad. That's yeah. not the therapeutic clinical closure. The closure mm. is something when they come back. And if they can talk to, hey, you all listen, eh? you all very yeah. lucky, you know, you stay now. Me, I outside, not so lucky, you know. We got to work hard. And that's powerful, Bella. Because the current boss and girl yeah. hearing from not for me, not the staff, but you can hear him from the element line. So these are, these are yeah. little, little closure that's important for them to move on in life. Yeah. So these are kids who, so some, you know, really thrive. Some survive, some do thrive. But then again, I think uh, based on statistics, more are just surviving. Those, uh, as in those kids who are, Witnesses, I won't say um, abuse victims, um, witnesses of abuse. Exposed, exposed to family violence. Okay. This one here, I, I feel we have to talk about this because I would really like to help this particular group of women. Mm. The mm. Muslim women. And mm. 
their belief uh their their belief which is um islam based okay this is something that i see a lot happening and i feel there is a way forward from this so i see many muslim women staying in marriages in abusive marriages specifically this whole podcast we're talking about abusive marriages there are many muslim women who stay because of some belief system within islam that mm. prevent them from leaving uh since i'm no expert in in the religion mm. right so dr sofan bang would you kindly elaborate on what is this particular belief system that they believe in first disclaimer i am i'm also not an expert okay i'm not a ustad uh, but i think um as um to talk it on a safe safe line huh? something that yeah. you can relate with um yeah um actually is quite Uh, contrary to what you say then uh, because in Islam I think there is, is surah maryam and stuff like that it talk about how Islam <sighs> talk very highly that 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 women had to be protected yep you know um uh if you th- if you if you read the story of of Adam and Eve how how actually uh Eve was made as one of Adam um ribs ribs yeah yeah so they're protected but but somehow rather they have this belief that oh uh, as long as i be loyal as long as i oh to go to heaven is easy um, the, i just uh, be loyal to my husband i look after my own reputation look after my husband well and pray whatever my husband do not my problem i go to heaven <sighs> my comment to this very simple you need to seek the proper knowledge Don't 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 just say that. Okay, maybe the heaven is under the foot of your husband. I I, I don't want to comment that whether there is whether there is the Quran verb or there is the the prophecy or I don't know. But to me, is there's no religion who actually have a very narrow minded and have 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 this prejudice. And you talk about prejudice, we talk about Singapore putting up equality. Islam already put women in many area higher status. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. For example, uh, there's someone who asked the Prophet, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, upon him, say that, uh, like, who do I, who do I cherish first? Yeah. The the, the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, was asked by uh, a friend, a companion, um, between mom and dad, uh, who do I cherish first? And the Prophet said, Umi, Umi, Umi. So mom, 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 then your dad. Yeah. What else you want to challenge me that you even though in the destructive marriage you just quietly stay that's why the heaven is for you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you have a child and your child is being beaten, you don't get proper food. You don't look after. To me is um, so seek knowledge. Yeah, seek knowledge and 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 I I'm sure that the woman who feel like that. Maybe genuinely they are loyal. They want to be loyal, but I think you also need to uh, learn that there's something called self care. Yeah. Ah, um, yes. Self care first. On this, right? I need to add. Okay. Once again, I am no expert on religion. Whatever religion out there, that I'm no expert. But I think there are some logic that we can derive out of this, especially to the Muslim women who live by. Shurga di tapak kaki suami, right? Or in the English translation, heaven is the what? What doc? 
Dr. Sofian, where is it? Maybe paradise is under is, is paradise is under the food of the husband. This is literally translation. Yeah, yeah, paradise is is part. I mean, uh, your key to paradise are hold by your hubby. Ah, you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, if if that is why, like what you said, Doctor Sofian, seek knowledge. Do not just believe everything that you are taught wholesale. Meaning to say, there is no religion in the in the world that uh, that would like to see you get hurt and continue getting hurt. If you get hurt, even by that paradise husband, there are a way. There are ways to get yourself out from the hurt. I'm not talking about a divorce. May, that is one one avenue. But if you go through that, like like what you say also, Doctor Sofian, um, self care. You've got to protect yourself, and also when you protect yourself, then your kids will be protected. We are talking about. Long-term implications. Now, many of you, I know many women who stay in a marriage because of the kids. Just now, Doctor Sophia, you said about face value. This one are the externals, yeah. Um, the face value, possible parental objections, and possibly financial independence to the husband because they don't work, right? But the other part would be that they stay in the marriage for the kids because they do not want the kids to grow up in a single parent family. On that note, I also know of many women who are single mothers who took, who chose to leave the marriage that wasn't working out for whatever reasons, and they brilliantly get, uh, raised their kids. We probably can have those women on this podcast, yeah, Bella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a, a string of single moms who are absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So um, many of them. I feel this misconception, I feel, um, Dr. Sofian, please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel that this is a misconception that you stay in a marriage because you want to, you don't want your kid to grow up uh, with a single parent. I think what's more important is to provide a healthy environment for the kids. Yep. And do that, you yourself has to be first healthy. Also, um, there is, I also know one, a few women whose kids um, despite witnessing that abuse their mother goes through, their mothers go through, still tell their mother, no, mom, I don't want you to leave papa because I want you both. I need you both. And that is, for me as the third-party listener, I feel like, okay, do you just realize what kind of a child you just raised? You meant well, but it's not going in the right direction. Right? Dr. Sophia, you've got anything to add about this? Women who stay uh, in marriage for their kids. That is uh, some of the the myth of the emotional uh, reasoning. When we say emotional, one is not logic. Emotional is something that impulsive. So here I say that when you're emotional, you can have that rationalization that you're telling the, you're doing the right thing, but actually it is not evidence based. Because if you say that I stayed of the marriage because of my husband or because I don't want my child to. That should apply more when I do Sharia counseling because of this uh, marital conflict. You husband and wife stayed because of the child, right? And and yeah. and but do you know the highest statistic of why people divorce? The highest reason is due to violence. Violence. Then second thing is financial, and then the third thing is the parties lah, yeah, having an affair. Okay. So if you if 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 so, the actually, if you talk about uh, in this general viewing that women stay in marriage 
But when they face violence, actually stats showing that now they are not. Because the highest stats of, of, of divorce come from uh, violence, aggressive uh, relationship. So I thought that is something, not that I'm proud, but Alhamdulillah, I think our women out there are already learning. Yes, that's progress. Slowly but surely, slowly but surely. So, so probably here is if those who are hearing and those who are hanging on in a marriage, we are here not to advise you to Leave get out it. or what. But, yeah. but I want to tell you that the word amanah, that you have been trustworthy, you have been given the responsibility to look after yourself and the child. I'm not saying that uh, there's not enough money at the end of the month. I'm talking about there is risk of safety being compromised. You want to stay in a marriage? Just because that there's a belief saying that there is this paradise away from you, like the husband hold the keys. Even some husband, some couple that, that go for session say that my husband say the pronunciation of divorce, tala, is in his hand. True. Women cannot pronounce tala to your husband and say, I divorce you. But in Islam, there is variation of that. If it's violent, if it's really uh, uh, paid so that it cannot be solved. Even though yeah. divorce is not uh, liked by God, but Allah Ta'ala says it's, it's something that you need to go, you need to go. So here is, where is your reasoning saying that I stay for a marriage because of the religion? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do not report of the violence because of the religion. I think he is clearly said really, even though this is not a forum perdana for religious talk. But I thought we bring logic. I I, I bring logic as a psychologist. Yeah, you do. I, I, yeah. I, I bring also statistics and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate this. I, I I go by logic as well. I I, I feel like um you know Dr. Sophia you know you're you're a realist, and that's good because um I think a lot of women are uh in complete denial. Like complete denial, and then as when we are talking about like young women watching older women or their mothers go through the same thing, um, they too can be in denial. But I think what I picked up from that conversation is the idea of empowerment. What it mean? What it means to be valued as a person, not even as a woman, right? I mean, it can be. I can flip the table and go like, men are also abused too. Like we we don't hear this, but we know this. So um, and the fact that you have uh, explained that discourse uh, so eloquently, Doctor Sofian, and you've done so much research on this, we really appreciate you for being so truthful. So um, so I guess like, do you have um any words of wisdom for the listeners? Um, you know, who we've seen you in many many events. Now COVID, no event lah. But then uh, you know, we 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 we've seen your body of work. You know, uh, and we appreciate you know, the fact that we we need more people like you, Doctor Sofian, in the world, not just in Singapore, in the uh, world. Yeah, there was there so, was too kind and too 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 big to hold. But I I like to share this. This this word it can be a notion. Uh, okay. Uh, probably I I haven't patented this, so people can use this. <laughs> okay. When come when come to negativity that you are facing. Yeah. It, it, like for example, if we take uh, violence and also wanting to stay in a marriage for uh, because of violence and the reason why you stay because of what you say just now whatever, just remember, one is too many, thousand is never enough. Whoa. Even one beating. You don't say okay. This is just just the first beating. This is the first slap. This is the first what? You are so right. Yeah. But but if you yeah. condone that, I'm not saying that you you 
decision is yours. I will not dictate what you need to do. But you need to remember, the highest statistic of divorce is aggression and violence. Number two is stuff like this. One is too many. Thousand is never enough. The perpetrator yeah. will never be enough after thousand times they hit you. Yeah, yeah. What a way to wrap it up. I think like uh, that 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 really is poignant and very deep, Doctor Sofian. Yeah, right. What do you think, D? Can yeah, we, can yeah, we have right. it like on a T-shirt and then go like yeah, and then we go a movement, yeah. So. <laughs> One is too many, and thousand is never enough, right? Which yeah. is true. Uh, yeah. Thousand is enough. That means they're on the part of the perpetrator, right? Which did uh, this? I know. First, I came from an abusive marriage myself. Actually, I got out of it, so I know. Uh, one beating is is too many. You put up with one, it actually empowers the perpetrator to do it again because you just remove your boundary and. I did that mistake myself, and then a little bit about what I did was the abuse for me. I was in a seven-year relationship, and then after that, we got married for one year. So, the abuse began very subtly in the fourth year of the marriage. It began with just a shove. I still remember it began with a shove, and then it escalated. It escalated. It escalated because, and this is that another thing. Um, I'm not sure whether you can give insights on this or not, but. Personally, for me, so I don't know about other women. Personally, for me, I stayed because I thought that I could be a better person, and then me being a better person, he will do it less. And then, the, the, but the thing is, nothing is, ne- is is never enough. And so, the reason why I got married is not so much that I was crazy in love, up ready. It was more, you know what? Let's get married so that maybe the beatings will stop, um, things will improve. And so, we got married. However, the marriage further empowered him. It's like, oh, now I got this title. I can do more. And that's what he did. And yeah, well, fortunately for my own sake, I left after one year. I got out of it after one year. I mean, I told myself, no way am I going to have kid with this fella. No way am I going to have commitments, getting a house with this, you know, all those baggages. Yeah, so I, I left. I mean one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. So many, I think there are many women who go through this. You stay on thinking that things will get better. You improve, you be more what what he looks, he's looking for or what he's asking. And then the beatings will be less. Um, Diana, I, I, to me is, I'm not going to feel sorry for you, what happened to you. Because I think if I say I'm sorry to you, that is plastic. Because I, I saw you that survive moments make you what you are today and you advocate for the rest so I, I if i say i'm sorry to hear that maybe i'm just gonna play by for your sympathy and that's not i know you but suddenly it reminds me of another liner when you say this see a lot of them thought that going out like for example you want to change job because you 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 really had it for this company but you're so comfortable so again denial just now uh yeah. lack of this um knowledge and also you are in a comfort zone you don't want to go out right but and they thought that it's like the process of getting out will be so much processes can i take it can i go get help so it's like a thousand miles look a thousand miles journey begin with the first step yeah you need to take the first step that inshallah help will come that's how i believe 
I will say that why you stay the married are you get out get out get out I would say yeah I mean at yeah. least I will say that to my to my own family or loved one now be like that thing happen but as a counselor as a therapist I can say to my client yeah but I'll tell my client yeah. please make a police report and go for medical right <laughs> yeah. but I thought if you're worried of anything a thousand months journey you think is so long but it always start with the first step you have to take the first step and then uh, not only you took the first step you get everybody now yeah no no yeah. everyone we are on podcast yeah and that's yeah. real there is no plastic yeah. man yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 see getting so, emotional okay. here on our podcast uh with dr sofia and uh diana my partner mashallah i mean like uh Thank you so much Dr. Sophia and I think um you know your words of wisdom has given us strength and also hope for the better future. Um so let's take this time um to you know give yourself a platform to just you know uh, share what are some of the things that we can expect from Pertapis. Okay. Uh, again I I thank you for uh, inviting me into this um permission uh, to fail huh? Uh, I, I think it's very unique. I, I think if, yeah. if, if if this is this is given to this is actually empowerment if you give to people with with esteem issues and people who are trying to get the first step, right? Yeah, you get permission to yeah. so that's why you grow and you learn. Okay, so thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Pertapis Education and Welfare Center has been around, and in two zero nineteen we celebrate our fiftieth anniversary. So we have been fifty years in, in in the society, uh, starting from a little missionary many many years ago in 1960s or, but we turned them into welfare organisation. So we humbly, uh, quite everywhere in Singapore. So our children's home is at Covent Road of Yochukang. Boys and girls who from the age of four to about sixteen who have been sexually physically abused, neglected or just need a care protection. Then we have centre for women and girls. And these yeah. are for young young girls who has not been guided properly any a lot of help. There is at yeah. Surin Avenue, about somewhere at um, Upper Serangoon. Then yeah. we have our brothers, our brothers that is a substance user, yeah. right? Uh, I I don't want even to call drug addict or ex drug addict. I say they are substance users, uh, but yeah. um, they were put they were incarcerated, and these are the left over sentencing. They was they are they are selected to finish it in a halfway house. So Patapis yeah. has halfway house for the Gelam, and last but not yeah. least, our destitute Atu and Nini. I like yeah. to go there. It's very therapeutic for me uh, to we go there and see them and talk to them. So this is our Patapis uh, uh, Senior Citizen Fellowship Home at Topayo, where uh, this is not where you go down, you go there and send your parents. No, this is a destitute, and it's a the, the we have a few other Muslim old folks home, but. For Petapes is the only Muslim sheltered home. Yeah. So that means if the um, uh, parents have been abused, Muslim can be sent there. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, uh, I love to go there. I love to listen to Dondang Sayang some of the nenek. They love to to sing Dondang Sayang. Yeah. And uh, wow. Ato Ato would love cita cita Abe Api Ramli. And that's very therapeutic for me. Yeah. So that yeah. is how yeah. that I actually got my self care. Yeah. When, right. when, when I visited the place there, so these are the services yeah. Patapis has. Uh, we also have our uh, what we call that our part-time uh, religious class. So we will support into moral education, but yeah. uh, that's called Patapis Community Service. So overall, uh, we are an IPC status institute of public character. Uh, so donation comes to us has tax exempt receipt. Uh, nice. No worries about it. 
And if yes. we, our head office is at Jushet Complex, it's not second floor beside the tangga, no. We are the fourth floor. Okay? <laughs> so if, if, if you know, I don't know whether Diana and Bella knows that last time the North Malaysia or the Blue Passport where you collect a gelang, you don't know, right? Ah, yes. Last time yeah, we got Blue Passport. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I uh, heard, yeah. Yeah, so, so the, one of the ICA branch is at the fourth level yeah. of where you take yeah. passport. Last time we got Tukta Passport International and also um, yeah. Malaysia. So there's an office down there. We have our 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 um, Facebook account, Petapis, uh, Petapis Facebook and also Instagram. Uh, for now, the the the, the clear cut is that we are also organizing uh, korban or the slaughtering. But of course, the meat are slaughtered in Australia, but this is also you you participate. You you slaughtered you you participate this program. You actually helping and, and donating to the community. So for residential, Petapis has these homes, but non-residential, we support about close to 800 families who actually come to us every month to collect their ration, their dry food. And oh. we empower we empower the children who are studying in our free tuition. We work with volunteers from Singapore University of Social Sciences, Polytechnic, all these to provide free tuition. And we empower the beneficiary itself through our workshop and etc. And PCs should come in to support them. So it's not only we give them that ration, but we also want them to be empowered. So, uh, so um, uh, like our Facebook, our Instagram, there's always be uh, yeah. news and, and activity and course yeah, that you can yeah. help us with. And don't forget to follow Dr. Sofian Kai on LinkedIn. Connect with him, yeah. 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 The fans, Nanti, want to like, you know, write fan letters, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah thank you Dr. Sofian uh, thank you so much uh, for being our show today I think we had really a good conversation yeah D I think like um, I think today was really deep and I think uh, to, to sum it all up I think it's um, I think like what you said the first step the first step is very important ladies and gentlemen for those who are listening take that first step Like uh, in whatever journey that you're making, whether it's difficult, whether it's uh, whether it's really hard, whether it's easy, uh, uh, Dr. Sofia mentioned that that first step is going to be the most poignant. So yeah, any closing words, D? Yes, allow yourself the permission to fail. If you're very close, cool. because you have to have self care, so be it. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, D. Thank you so much, Dr. Sofian Kaya. Thank you for following us on Permission to Fail as well. Uh, and we are excited to bring more guests as esteemed as Dr. Sofian Kaya, who has humbly spent his time here to, uh, uh, with us today. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Uh, and of course, uh, follow us in our uh, next episode at Permission to Fail, the podcast, hosted by myself, Bella, as well as Diana Rahman. Thank you, Bella. And thank you once again, Dr. Sofiane.